everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Epilogues and Epiphanies, a show where we'll explore questions about life, the universe, and being human through the lens of TV and film. In today's episode, we're discussing a true classic, Pride and Prejudice, the one with Kira Knightley, not the one that's six hours long, um, and possibly with the most qualified expert there could ever be, Miss Hilary Schultz. We'll get into some great discussions about what makes this story stand the test of time, the power of love to overcome, and lots of bonus movie facts and so, so many quotes, both from the book and the movie. This is a fun one, guys. So um, without further ado, let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for joining us today. I have with me my good friend, Hillary from college, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Everyone, Hillary. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I am Hillary, and I am a children's librarian. I've been a children's librarian for nine years this October, which is wild. I'm an anagram two, which means I'm a giver to the detriment of myself and sometimes others. I love... Honesty and self-awareness are great, though. They sure are. Um, I love reading romance books, and I love cats and Star Wars. I'm all over the place. Nice. (laughs) She is all over the place in the best way. I asked Hillary to talk about this because this is, I don't know, culture shaping and iconic and so good. So So many reasons and things and stood the test of time, the classic in the truest Mm -hmm. sense of the word. My counselor, I, she's amazing. And she was like, so what are we looking forward to this week? I said, I'm going to talk to my friend Hillary about Pride and Prejudice. And I already have thoughts. And like, I was sharing some of those thoughts with her. And she said something like, I find it really interesting that the like women's stories that have stood the test of time are the ones where it's a woman bucking the system mm-hmm. who just does not fit into what is expected and doesn't want to do what she's told. And I said, yes. I (laughs) I think there's a reason for sure. 100%. I would also argue, because I said that I love romance, that that's why romance is literally the top earning genre in the literary world. It is a multi-billion dollar industry because it's about women fucking the system and doing what they want and standing up for themselves and reaching for the things that they want. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I'm determined that I will become an old maid because only the greatest love will convince me to go into matrimony. <laughs> he's not going to get it's married fair. unless fair. he's madly in love. If he can't slow motion walk with an open shirt in a misty field and body his hands and, have to be cold. You've bewitched me body and soul and I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I never wish to be potted for me from this moment on. <laughs> Yes. I think my favorite, my absolute favorite line is, did you admire me for my impertinence for the liveliness of your mind? Mm -hmm. I did. And because, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) because we know who we are in this room (laughs) and (laughs) that is, um, oh, it's like sparring. It is sparring for sure. It's nippy, witty, and he's, oh, he can keep up. He's not asking me. Saying, yeah. wow, you write letters really fast. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she's not like fawning over me. Oh. She's not, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, just, it's oh, uh, this, this is pleasant. This is nice. Yeah. My, yeah, my, we can just start in on the plot here. Obviously, it's a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a fortune mm-hmm. must be in want of a wife. Absolutely. And when you're a family with a lot of girls Five. 
and it's Regency era and girls don't inherit anything. We're barely participants in society. Unless they are already um, incredible. You, so got our work cut out for us. There's lots of girls and they're also not following the rules of them being out one at a time. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. We're just like, everybody go for it. Like, we oh, want all the shots we can take. <laughs> yes. And okay, that was one of my other things. We know all these things, Hillary. Know, we know all these weird like nuances. We knew we know all of these things as far as like the functioning mm-hmm. of Regency era society. Yeah. And we took it upon ourselves as females to understand these codes of conduct. Just, I don't know how or why I learned these things, but I know them greatly. I know them well. Like, I I do. All these weird things that we just do know. I don't know why we do, but we take it upon ourselves to know these things. And uh, they're in there. It's just, I had to explain. He's. I was watching this with Matt. And he is something about, oh, it was when he says Miss Bennett. And I was like, okay, the eldest daughter gets the honor of the title of not needing to be clarified which Miss Bennett. She is just the Miss Bennett. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is Miss Miss Lizzie Bennett, Miss Kitty Bennett, Miss all of them. Yes. He was like looking at me like, what? Why is that a thing your brain knows? And I was like, I don't know, but I do know this. So... That is who they were talking to. That's why we all knew they were talking to. There you have it. There you have it. Yeah. All the weird rules. So basically, the things that people need to know. Yeah. But essentially, private balls are much more pleasant than public ones. Indeed. By far. Indeed. Yes. But. uh, The Bennett. The plot of the movie. The Bennett. The plot of the Bennett's is that. Mr. Bennett is old, and they do okay. They're not really wealthy. They're, like, fine. They're um, fine. They could, ish. They have, They're they have fine-ish three, to poor. They have three servants and a large house. I always think it's wild. But Listen, poor. by today's standards, they're very fine. I think by then they were maybe considered a bit poor. But, but anyways, he's old. Mrs. Bennett is very concerned. Girl is working it. Like, she, ha- she is doing anxiety. everything. To get, she's the most anxious, like she wants to make it happen. And so what happens is this new rich young man moves into the county and they're all like swarming. Yeah. He makes 5000 um, And there's a, a ball. And so, of course, 5000 a year. Okay. And uh, it's crazy. The fact that people know that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, how did that? How is that just something? Welcome. My name is so. I am the, this bloodline, and I make this much money. Thank you and good Thank day. You. Okay. Great. To All meet right. You. Great to meet you. Thank you for your financial records. Right. Let's let's see how you fit here now. Very weird. So, they realize he has Mr. Bingley has come to come to town, and they are going to have a public ball that evening and they're like is he gonna come do we get to meet him and the whole thing was dad had to go first because polite society the women can't go and introduce you can't just go introduce yourself to someone the men could go meet and And then then the man could make the introductions but the women couldn't just be like flung upon this new man no so there was a proper procedure and don't worry, dad took care of it, but he's going to toy with mom a little bit about it yep. and freak her out for a while. 
He's a little cruel. Um, but they've been my constant companions. He's, what is it? Forty oh, years. Oh man. Twenty. Years? Um, 20. No, it can't be he's twenty. Something. 30? I don't. They probably weren't that old. They just look old they just, back time. then. <laughs> the time. Yeah. That'll do it. At that time. So they go to the ball and. They're there, and we start to get to know these sisters a bit. Clearly, Jane and Lizzie are mm-hmm. the cool ones, the smart ones, the sophisticated ones of the bunch. Everyone else is loud and insane and a little bit messy. Yep. They have learned almost on their own, it feels like, how to behave in public yeah. and how to carry themselves. And so then the this new party of folks shows up, and they look he's taken with and they look they're so, so fancy their so clothes are so fancy, fancy. So, so many layers so shiny and they just are very except for mr yeah. bingley they're all very standoffish so you've got mr bingley and mm-hmm. his sister caroline and you've got mr darcy the person with the quizzical brow and and they it's the miserable half of dark indeed the, yes and so you've got Mr. Bingley, who will dance with people at the ball, and then you've got these very standoffish Darcy and Miss Bingley, who just like, are not about it. How yeah. dare, I can't believe we're yeah. here at this public ball, yes. like, carousing it, with commoners. It's, it feels very, Bingley was like, I hate the city, get me out of here, I'm so bored, and he's the one with the money. And he wants to go out into the country. And so he takes his sister and his friends. I'll go with you. Make sure you don't get into trouble. Right. And and then they're out there. And the other two are like, God, this is awful. And Bingley's like, people. And so he makes all the friends. And he's very friendly. He's very kind of gawky, silly, just kind. Very endearing. Very simple. He's very endearing. He's a simple guy. He's rich, but he's not like pretentious i think he's just just a friendly simple guy which he and jane hit it off and then possibly my favorite moment is lizzie knowing where to hide to listen to people which is great and we hear that darcy's doesn't think elizabeth is handsome enough to tempt him she's fairly tolerable he's just not not into it the only cute girl is jane and she's with bingley and that's great because Darcy doesn't want to be there anyways right. and and then later everyone's chatting and it's clear that Lizzie has thoughts yeah. and she always has thoughts and she's smart and she's kind and she's polished and also, uh, segues her mom because her mom is clearly embarrassing Jane because she's talking about another suitor that oh Jane my has gosh had. and he's like, he, yeah. he wrote her some pretty verses and I thought for sure that he would yeah offer and her she's like marriage. let's make this about poetry instead of this uh-huh. man let's make this about poetry the subject it. of poetry poetry killed her affection oh I thought poetry was the food of love what would you suggest to encourage affection dancing even if one's partner is fairly tolerable and then walks away yes I yes I love it yes walks away that was like girl I wish that Ballsy. I had I wish I had like, that in the moment and I could just say things like that and be like boom mic drop leaving. Oh, I it's dangerous. It would be too hot. It it's would be a dangerous talent. <laughs> it's it can be. But it is fun for moments like that when you can put the stuff up guy in his get place. the pleasure of very particularly put him in his place in a very 
under the radar way for everyone else, but like laser focused for him. Yep. Now knows that she, she knows. just called him out. <laughs> yeah, she knows he's a jerk, and also he's into her now. Oops, better Uh-oh. figure out how to fix that. Yeah. Whoopsie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it that's gets a little. Like the first um, Fifteen minutes of the movie. That's the first fifteen minutes of the movie. I have some general thoughts. I think I want to talk about with you. Yeah. The other thing is, I always ask people, generally, where did you see yourself in this movie? So where do you see yourself in this movie? I all growing up, I always like to think that I'm Lizzie. And I think I, I have some of her qualities, to be sure. I was always, especially in college, when you're unsure of yourself, I was like, oh, my God, am I Lydia? Am I that annoying? Am I so loud and brash and <laughs> You're awful? not Lydia. You are not Lydia. Know, oh, my you, gosh. But you think these things. And I think as the older I've gotten, I would say that I'm probably, like, Jane with a heavy splash of Lizzie. Like, Jane is very mm-hmm. the nurturing older sister the mm-hmm. give the peacekeeper in the family. Yeah. She does not push back yeah. often. She like my sister hardly shows her true feelings to me. Like she she tries to keep mm-hmm. her feelings under yeah. wraps. I'm trying to do that less because that's not super healthy. <laughs> but mm, correct. I, correct. I definitely the older I get I'm like, oh maybe I'm more like Jane and sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, here's my witty quip. <laughs> here's my Lizzie moment. Yeah. You've got definitely some Lizzie energy, but I could see how big picture in the interworkings of relationships, you could function more like a Jane. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I think you can show up in spaces and function like a Jane with a Lizzie energy, I think. There's ways to like make everyone chill out and while being witty. Yeah. So yeah, no, that makes total sense. I, you're, I don't know what you're going to think of this. I don't know. I'm not sure what I think of it, but it, it, I believe it to be true the more I've thought about it. All growing up, all through college, very convinced I was Lizzie. I have very Lizzie tendencies. There's a lot of Lizzie in me. Right. I think most people who know me would agree. Very Lizzie-esque in like the whole comment of Jane says, or first Lizzie says, if... Every man does not end the evening in love with you, then I'm no judge of beauty. And Jane says, Or men. Or men. And she says, No, they are far too easy to judge. Humorless poppycocks in my limited experience. Mm-hmm. And she says, Someday someone will catch your eye and you'll have to watch your tongue. Yep. And I was like, Oh, shoot, that's me. That's me. <laughs> but that was, there's a lot of that still. However, I am Darcy. <laughs> that is what I have realized. I am not Lizzie Bennett. I am Darcy. Because my good opinion once lost is lost forever. We're trying our best to find a fault in you. Oh dear, I cannot tease you about that. Right. Would move heaven or hell in secret for people who needed it. Just very much a show up, but like a behind the scenes person. Strong resting bitch face. There's just a lot of things that me and Darcy have in common that I, when I was rewatching it probably like a year ago, I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no, the realization. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I am not Lizzie. I am Darcy. 
oh my gosh, am I, a, I think I used to be a jerk. I'm working on it real hard, but I think I used to be a judgy jerk. I am hopefully end of movie, end of book Darcy more now these days. I think that to be true. I'm going to give myself credit for that. I've done yeah. a lot of work and growing, but I do think I was a middle movie Darcy for a lot of my younger years where I was maybe a little bit judgy, maybe a little bit too much bitch face and, and, but also so willing to throw my whole body in, throw my whole body in for whoever wanted or needed anything. Mm -hmm. You want me to drive to wherever at two in the morning for you? Sure. I'll come get you. Like just that was is was me but also the other parts hopefully i've filed those off a little bit better now at this point but yeah it was like this weird am i trying to be clever or is this really a thing when i realized it and then the more i watched the movie because it was that scene where they're in the room and they're all she's talking about he writes the letters and they're like trying to figure darcy out basically Mm -hmm. and i was like oh no oh no And then I was like, no, I think you're just being weird. Like, you're just trying to be whatever. And then I kept watching the movie. I was like, no, 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 it's real. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And that was like, I don't understand you. I was like, you don't have to. It's fine. 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 It it is what it is. But yeah, no, this movie is, it's so many layers to it too. We've talked about just like cinematically a little bit, but also I think it's interesting that we like to tell and re-listen to these stories Mm -hmm. of essentially our oppression no like it is I know. like we're in this story the struggle is because we are not being treated as full citizens Mm -hmm. that is a the crux of the plot and we're all about it it's so interesting as soon as mr bennett dies mr collins inherits and he can turn you out of the house if he wants to (gasps) mr collins oh god Uh, we're maybe not there yet are we we're mm, we might also almost be there okay the only thing we've really skipped is so jane gets invited to yes jane gets invited over to bingley's house by his sister but he's not going to be there that night and mom's whoa that defeats the whole point of this whole Mm -hmm. thing i know what to do and so she sends her on horseback he is. She manipulated the whole situation. She sends her on horseback. It rains. Jane gets a cold. And back in olden days, colds could really just be the end of you. Really um, so the they end. were very concerned. They could take you out of the equation entirely. So in order for Jane not to die, she stays at the the Bingley's house until she's better per their like desire. And she, what does Elizabeth say? She, oh no, her dad says, if Jane does die, it will be a comfort to know it was in pursuit of Mr. Bingley. Right. And then she says, people don't die of colds. And she says, no, but she may well die from the shame of having such a mother. Yep. And <laughs> it's just, it's a whole thing. And then she goes and visits Jane and, and she house. walks there. Also stays in the house and Darcy is intrigued because she looks hot after she walked there, apparently. Um, She looks a little messy and he's into it. All that invigorating Um, exercise. The exercise, her eyes were invigorated by the exercise. I don't think that's in the movie. I think that's in the book. But but, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's in the book only. So bonus, guys, <laughs> getting some bonus content here. <laughs> Anyways, they, yeah, they, she's sick. She's there. Lizzie's hanging out while her sister gets better. 
And they get into this little sparring conversation where I was talking about, about women being so accomplished. And she's, oh, aren't you Mr. Big Stuff thinking that women have to be all of these crazy things to be so accomplished mm-hmm. in your eyes? And they just go round and round a little bit. And my favorite is when he says, and she must improve her mind with constant reading, and she slams the book shut as if, I will not do a darn no, thing you think I ought to no, do. I'm, not one. No, I will not be accomplished in your eyes. I don't like you. Nope. Nope. I don't like you. I'm going to stuff this book away and maybe never read again. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's not there for it. And then... The next up is everybody's back at home eventually, and we have a visitor, and his name is Mr. Collins, and Mr. Collins is set to inherit the estate upon Mr. Bennett's passing. He is the next heir of this estate, estate, and he is... He's weird. So weird. So weird. weird. What a weird little man. The guy is so good at making me so uncomfortable. That actor, like, perfect. He achieves it so well. It is cringy and makes me want to crawl away every time. time. Like, he, yeah. So he wants, he comes in and he's, oh, I really like Jane. And then Mrs. Bennett is actually that one I think has a prospect. So let's see if we can spread this around here a little bit. And, and then basically they're like, oh, the next one will, will do. And, but then he says, as soon as I came in the house, I singled you out. And we're like, okay, buddy. As soon as I entered the house, I singled you out for my individual attention. Yeah, no, when you heard Jane was taken. Oh my gosh, believe me, no one would believe your manners to be rehearsed. That is my favorite. That is my favorite because it's so obviously you are so awkward. It seems practiced like you needed the practice, but also you're so terrible. No one could believe that this was on purpose. No no one would think that you would say, I like to prepare these little compliments to give to the females in me like oh to gosh. give females attention and just no no one would think that you practice that because it's so wildly awkward it's so bad it's it's clear you did practice it because you're awkward and it sounds like you're reading from a script like a five-year-old but it's so bad that we're like this can't possibly be intentional no. like this couldn't have been on purpose constructed It's so layered, but it's so funny. Yeah, basically he proposes and mom's, this is how we're all saved. And Lizzie's, I will die. I will die first. And no one blames her. Dad doesn't blame her. None of the sisters blame her. They're like, I don't think I could make it through the day with this man. We can barely make it through while he's here. Also while Mr. Collins is there is the private ball that Bingley holds. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, don't go introduce yourself to Darcy. He'll consider it an impertinence. You haven't been introduced by somebody else, but that is the nephew of his esteemed patroness, Lady Catherine de Bourgh. He must know that I'm here. Yeah, he's a little self important and weird. But then there's also the dance between Mm -hmm. Lizzie and Darcy there. Oh, shoot, yeah. Hey, we haven't even talked about Mr. Wickham. She is very... Oh, no, we have not. Was he... Yeah, okay, okay. So... There's too much. There's too much. There's too much. So Wickham is the guy you think might be the ticket. You think he might be the answer. Mm-hmm. But 
but for Lizzie. But however, he doesn't show, no. which is not great to start. No. And then we find out it's because of Darcy, and they've got some like childhood history. weird twisted past. Yeah, that that Wickham says is all Darcy's fault. It's very conflicting because Wickham says it's all Darcy's fault, but we also know Darcy is really good friends with Bingley and everyone's team Bingley. So it's like a weird, we don't want to mistrust Darcy because then do we mistrust Bingley? Right. And we don't want to do that. Right. Like, because very interrelated. Right. But yeah. Lizzie. Yeah. We don't want Jane's possible person to, yeah. But Lizzie already has such a negative, she's already prejudiced <gasps> against the whole title drop. She's already so prejudiced against Darcy that she's absolutely, I believe you, that he's a terrible person. I 100% believe. Yeah, he seems like the total jerk who would do all those things. Who would, yeah. who would deny you the living, and who would not let you, and so now you're a soldier and all of that stuff. And yeah, how dare he? Yep. What a garbage man. What a garbage person. Yep. Yeah. And then because Darcy is in town and... Darcy is, even to his own, like, preference not, he is a rule-following member of society, and he will go to the functions he's supposed to go to, and so he goes, and so it's guaranteed that he'll be there, because this is just what that kind of person does, Mm -hmm. and so Wickham doesn't show, and we realize that, okay, somehow we hear from someone that he was busy, and that he might have been less inclined to be busy had Darcy not been there. And so that makes her more mad. Okay, now even you're like you're like ruining my chances yep. here. And now I'm stuck with Mr. And Collins. Darcy, meanwhile, is Oh my gosh, she's stuck with Mr. Collins, who wishes to so remain to close her to her throughout the evening. Rose, <laughs> no, never remain close to me. The face when they're doing the day that you just uh, like, is, what am I what supposed am I to do supposed with to this? Do with this? I don't want this at all. No, it's terrible. It's truly awkward and terrible. <laughs> but Darcy is Darcy's trying to like make up some ground. He knows he screwed up at the beginning, but he's still very. The more he's been around her, the more he's been into her because she's smart and she's so different and like she. She could be it. Yeah. And, um, and I want to dance with her. Because she's not like anyone he's ever met. And he wants to dance with her, even though he hates dancing. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of, it's very, I don't know how, what you want to call it. It's very, tell me what to do. She, throughout the dance, yeah. he's, what does one say? What does one do? And she's, this is what we do. This is what we say. Yeah, no, great. That's what we'll of, do for right yeah, now. Yeah, you could remark on the room or the number yeah. of couples. But for now, we can remain silent. <laughs> Because he doesn't know how to interact with people in social situations. No, he just owns it. He just owns it. He's, what do you even talk about when you dance? And she's just, I will tell you what to do because you seem stupid in this moment and I'm into that. So I will take being in charge for right now. Thank you. Um, Bringing it back in. Mr. Collins. So he does propose to Lizzie the next day after this ball where all this happens with, with, Lizzie and Darcy. The family making a um, spectacle of themselves. Oh my gosh. Mom is like Whoa. sloshed <laughs> and just being a mess. She is messy mm-hmm. and it's a problem. And then Lydia um, and Kitty are messy and, uh, and wild. Not Lydia and Kitty. Lydia, Lydia and wow, where'd her name go? 
Ma- no, yeah, Kitty. Because Mary's the one that plays the piano. Mary. Lydia, Mar- Lydia and Kitty. Mary is. Mary was playing and singing off key pretty loudly. And so then Dad came and said, "You're done," which also so embarrassing and yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, there had to be a better way to do that to save her and everyone. Yeah, but uh, there wasn't. He did not do it. Yeah. He did not do it. These, uh, yeah. So the family. These oldest two girls exist by their own will uh-huh. because everyone else is a mess. Everyone's a mess. And yeah, you've got the family making a spectacle of themselves. You've got Miss Collins being awkward. You've got the dance between Lizzie and Darcy. Meanwhile, Caroline Bingley is also, you cannot marry Jane. This is the family you'd have. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't do it. She's not got no point. There's some validity there, Collins, but... Okay. So Collins proposes. She turns it down. Mom is furious. But Dad has basically said... Listen, if you accept this offer, I don't think I can talk to you because you're not who you're not my Lizzie, basically. Um, But like your mom doesn't really want to talk to you if you throw this chance away for us. So take your pick and we all know who she's going to (laughs) pick. She. Yeah. 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 Then Jane goes away to London for a little bit. And um, the Bingley's leave. Lizzie. The Bingley's leave. They They do. They just take off. It's over. But she doesn't see him while she's there. And uh, Lizzie visits. Oh, yeah. So Mr. Collins does find a wife. Does find a wife. It's Lizzie's best Mm -hmm. friend. Who, it's a pity she's not more handsome. 27 and has no money. And already a burden to her parents. No no prospects. She's already a burden to her parents. And she's frightened. It's fair, girl. It's fair. But also, oof. Girl. But. It seems like she lays down some law. Like, she was like, I think you should work in the garden more. It's for your health. I'm going to be in here. And mine. I'm going to be in here. You don't come in here. You're outside. Yeah, you be outside more. It's really good for you. You really need Mm -hmm. it because we want you to live forever. So stay outside all day. Maybe even all All day. Who knows? Maybe all night gardening is new. You should try it. But uh, yeah, so yeah, she visits Mr. Collins's home because she's basically doing a favor to her best friend. What is the line? It's something like they weren't really that close anymore, but she says something like for the friendship that was not what is or or something about like in honor of the great friendship we had. Not because we were great friends now, but like to honor that, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go see my friend and get barrel through this terrible weekend. Right. Yeah. So she's visiting. They get invited to Lady Catherine's house. Lady Catherine is very rich and very snobby, mm-hmm. and she very much does not approve of literally anything about Lizzie or her family. No. And they've done everything all wrong. Lizzie's not properly educated, trained or educated in all of the things. And so they insist on her playing the, is this the one where they insist on her playing it the is. piano? Also, Mr. Darcy's there. We haven't, Mr. Darcy is visiting because also Mr. Darcy is there. House. It's his aunt's house and he is there. And so she's playing the piano mm-hmm. badly yes. in front of everyone because, because being made to. That would be, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. No. Like, what? I know. 
Oh. It'd be so It'd weird. Be so It'd be so weird. Be- oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that whole evening goes pretty awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Lizzie doesn't really care because she's not really there to impress literally anyone. She's there for her friend. This is just what it is. And then, like you said or a little earlier, like Darcy comes over to the house and he's going to practice um, being social. He's going to practice making conversation. Yes. What was the... I think I'm getting my order mixed up here. He goes to the house because while she's playing the piano, he comes over and it's, I do not converse easily with people I've never met before. Yes, but is the... Is this before or after the rain scene? It's before. Okay. It's before. So then he, I so, didn't realize there were two. Yeah, because then he barges into the house because he's going to practice conversation because Lizzie says, you should take your aunt's advice and practice. I don't play this piano yes, well because yes, I don't yes. practice. So he comes over to practice making conversation and he's incredibly awkward. Oh. So he comes over to practice conversation the Collinses come home. He freaks out and cool. Have a good day and leaves. <laughs> and then, during a sermon, because Mr. Collins is a preacher, Lizzie is talking to Darcy's cousin, Colonel Foster. And mm-hmm. Colonel Foster's oh, Darcy split up a couple, and he's very proud of it because they were madly in love. But he didn't think that she was a good match for his friend and she's what what and when she obviously knows it's Bingley and her sister that he split up and mm-hmm. then she's what's why and he's oh I think it was their their lack of connection so then you have that scene and then you have the rain scene yeah you are responsible for ruining forever the happiness of a most beloved sister yes. no I'm not gonna marry you no Oh, but it's um, so um, no way. It's in the rain, and he's you must end my torment. It's a whole I thing. I ask you to marry me, but here's all the reasons why you suck. I've fought against my feelings for so long; I can do it no longer. Please end my torment. Your lack of connection, your family's lack of propriety. I'm too rich. You're too poor. I've been guided against this by everyone that I know, but I'm going to do it anyways because I love you so much. Please marry me. You're the worst decision I'll ever make. Please marry me. And she goes, excuse me? No! Did you really think that telling me, in spite of your better judgment, asking me to marry you, like, that I would say right. yes. No, 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 no. And he's like, is this how I'm to be rejected with such little civility? And she's you didn't ask me civilly either. You didn't... Yeah. You... This is a rich man who has never really been told no or been received pushback. Even, like, him specifically, I think, whoever raised him right. was, like, not really hard about like manners or kindness even necessarily so he could just be whatever he wanted to be and she's listen that is not cool and that was actually quite one of the worst things someone could have said to me all the reasons that you gave all the reasons that you gave to me for why you can't marry me will help you get over this because no yeah, just hold on to those. You already have a list, yeah. so just go back to your list and be fine. Right. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Oh. Because then she's also, you yeah. did this to Wickham and also my sister. Yeah. And so she does lay that out. Darcy comes back and is, comes back to her and he's very much, and this again was a very me thing to write a letter in response to a conversation. Mm-hmm. Very much a me thing. You would drop um, it and then be like, okay, but yeah, be like, listen, I want to make sure I say this properly because clearly I didn't last time. So here and uh, pour over that thing forever and make sure it's absolutely perfect and that you've covered everything you want to say. And he, yeah, he lays everything out. And it, basically we find out Wickham lied and that he really was trying to do what he thought was best for his friend. Like with the whole Jane thing, he wasn't trying to hurt anyone. He just really thought it was going to blow up in his friend's face and wanted to save him. Which that's, you're trying to be a good friend. Right. I've known this guy forever. I've known you for a little bit. Right. And also, yeah. Wickham's a so, bit of a predator. Because Darcy's yeah. sister is 15 yeah. at the time when he was like. 15, ew. And she was probably legal at 16, but still. But like, can, like can profess profound love for her. And it turns out that she's going to inherit 30,000 pounds. So he's really in love with her money. Yeah. So we find out Wickham's gross. Yeah. That chapter just gets slammed shut and not revisited, fortunately. Like, it's not right. a lingering plot point. She's, oh, okay, ew. <laughs> right. All right. I was wrong. Yeah. The So then, but while she's still there, we find out that Lydia has run off, right? Yes, because Lydia and with the army, of which Wickham is yeah, a soldier. Yeah. And so Wickham does come back, mm-hmm. but in a really bad way mm-hmm. because Predator, again, uh-huh. like Lydia is probably the youngest and the dumbest, and to be like fair. 15? Or 16? She's probably 15 or six, 16, maybe. But she's basically, I think, about as young as you can be and be out. Yeah. She's um, 15. But personality wise, we all know Lydia is, there you go. <laughs> Lydia is very young. Um, Very naive. She's, yeah. Very, and very thirsty. Um, thirsty. She got from her mom still acts like a thirsty teenager. (laughs) She does. She does. It's a little weird. It's strange. So, basically, everyone's like, we can't even find her. And I'm, I was never super clear about what are we trying to do there. But also, we did skip some stuff. Because... Elizabeth goes on a trip with her aunt and uncle, and they visit. No, it, and they visit. Oh, we and did. They visit Pemberley. We did yeah. And while they visit Pemberley, Lizzie oh, sees yeah. Darcy again, and yeah. his sister Georgiana, and then yep. he invites her back yep. for, I don't know, to visit the house. And it turns out he's a really nice guy. Yep. He's just socially awkward, and he loves his sister so much. And yeah. Lizzie's starting to feel things. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. the letter comes in that Lydia yep. has run away. And Darcy's like, oh, I have to. I was mixing up when they were uh-huh. together when And then happened. Darcy goes, I, I have to leave you. Bye. <laughs> and leaves. And so then yep. Lizzie is like. Kind of leaves awkwardly. Leaves super awkwardly. So Lizzie's like, oh, great. My family is now in such. My sister has run away. We are lower on the social strata than we've ever Ever been been. now because of this shame. And and so now I have started to feel things for this man now that I've seen what a person he actually is. 
And I really have no shot. And I really have no shot because my sister just effed it up mm-hmm. by running away. And Those sisters of hers. Those sisters of and hers. And so she, she's like, cool, that's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a like dance of he's into her, then she's and then she rejects him, like, not into him, and then it's one person's more in or at least more visibly in right. than the other, and that keeps going back and forth, and then there's there's a lot of things that happen, but the basically what happens with this scenario that we find out late, we don't find out until later definitively. Is Darcy takes off because he goes to fix it. He's, I have money. I know how this guy thinks. Like, I know where he might be or who he might know. I'm going to find him. I'm going to legitimize this and, like, save this family. Yep. I'm going to make him marry her. I'm going to, like, basically pay him off to take away the shame of this family Mm -hmm. because I love Lizzie. And I'm sure it was a lot. 10,000. And so, which is like a lot. That's so much. And we don't find that out. I mean, until Lydia comes home married and accidentally lets it slip that Darcy found them. Yep. Lydia is something else. But yeah, so we find out later after the fact, Lydia's acting like this was all like a great smart plan, (laughs) like that it was always supposed to be this way not no shame literally no shame and then i don't think she has the brain um, to feel that no i don't think, no, I don't think so that fully formed brain's not gonna yeah. be done cooking for 10 more years oh my gosh yeah no the things they let people do without that full brain it's wild it's crazy it's very wild. The things that they let us do without those fully formed brains is crazy. Um, yet, <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Yeah. It's a mess. But yeah, so eventually Jane's story wraps up nicely. Bingley comes back. He proposes happily ever after. He says he was a jerk. He does. And go ahead. There was a very interesting, so there's that scene where he comes in and proposes. And I saw someone who was like, you want to know what's wild is that especially in this time that this scene portrays so well is that Jane does not speak. Bingley comes in and says, I I know that it's untoward, but I would like to speak to Jane alone. And she's silent. And her mom, of course, everybody leaves. And everyone leaves. And she's still silent. And Bingley comes in and he's, I'm sorry. I was a butthole, and she's still silent, and then he kneels, and he asks her to marry him, and we still really don't hear her say anything until the Bennets all rush in, because they're listening at the door, and then she's crying, and is yes, but she still has really no authority or individual autonomy to speak until he has asked her that question. Because we've we've talked about, like, how we watch this movie over and over again, and it's, like, still a symbol of female, like, oppression. Yeah. You have to get married, and here she is. Yeah, like, the happy ending is, I basically get bought. And she is happy. She loves him. But she still does not Mm -hmm. speak through that entire exchange, which is Mm -hmm. wild. That is wild. 
That is, yeah, I never really noticed that, but you're absolutely right. And it's so interesting, like, these stories of, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's her best case scenario back then was, like, the thing, the things that she could reach for were so limited. Right. The things that she could even think to want and want for herself mm -hmm. were so limited. It was... I hope I get a man who like takes care of me and lets me like live in a house and have food right. like and is kind to me. And like Miss like, Bennett says twice in the movie, I knew that Jane could not be so beautiful for nothing. Like, unfortunately. Like, oh yeah, that's that is the commodity. Like, that is the commodity. She, yeah. If I may diverge fandoms and say. I'm a girl in a world in which my only job is to marry rich. <laughs> my father has no sons, so it's my job to socially climb for yep. one. I'm the oldest in the, not the, not the wittiest this time, but the prettiest. Yep. I'm the oldest and the prettiest. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's, ugh. Yep. Ugh. Yep. If you were, like, a gentlewoman, like a gentleman's daughter or whatever, you weren't working anyways. You did not want to be a mm -hmm. working class person. Yeah, you don't want to rough up your hands. That would be bad. Yeah, you're not. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna get a job because that's not. No. So you just have to get married. That's like shameful. Yeah. yeah. So limited options for Jane and the whole like back to your comment about her being pretty. To that extent, the level of which our appearance is our social capital is still prevalent in today's society oh, yeah. is ridiculous. Like it's, I wish we'd made more strides on that. I wish that being pretty and yeah. feminine and pink did not mean you were not serious or smart or strong. Yeah. Like if those things could just stop in society being seen as mutually exclusive, that would be great because it's really friggin' annoying. Right. It's still there. And back to earlier, I contain multitudes. Right. Like, right. how I look, positively or negatively, has nothing to... It's the least interesting thing about me. Right. I have little control over manipulating how the pieces of me fall a little bit, but it's, I got what I got. Mm -hmm. Someone else gave it to me, and here we are. No, and here we are. But so, Jane is happy. Jane is happy. Jane's getting married. Even though he's happy with within the context that she is able to be happy. Yes. And for her, if that let's hope that was enough and that she maybe she was simple enough that it was un, a little less complicated right. for her. What there's sometimes there's comfort in not being as aware. But anyways, Jane's engaged. Darcy first of all, Lady Catherine very unannounced, so night. big problem in the Jane Austen world. Middle of the middle night. Of the night. How inappropriate. So inappropriate. How dare she? Basically is so upset. She's so upset at the potential thought that Lizzie with her poor piano playing and her messy family and her like out in society and no governess, like all these things wrong with Lizzie right. is rumors are flying around that they were going to, she was going to be engaged to Darcy, which is 
Lady Catherine's nephew, and oh. it's not to be born. Like he's, of course, supposed to marry was her daughter, yeah, right? Her daughter. Yeah. And so, uh, yes, it has. And so she's livid, so livid that she forgets all sense of decorum and propriety and shows up at this family's house in the middle of the night to confirm from the source, are you going to be engaged with my my nephew and will you swear that you never will and she says i won't and that pisses her off that makes lady catherine so mad she flies off the handle she even tells darcy that this probably i don't know bad term what would she call her not a tart that's a modern term trollop would she call her a trollop maybe this upstart young woman i don't know yeah this girl this upstart she just wouldn't do that and, and Lizzie, so, you've insulted me in every way possible. Leave my house. Get out. Yeah, Lizzie, listen. How this dare. was awful from the start. Why are you even here? But also, now you're the worst to get out. So she gets out, and and then uh, is Lizzie just like in a field in the morning? Yeah. She, like, what's, how do we happen upon this? walking through the so mist she just can't go to sleep after that point but she's in bed with her sister well yeah right? for sure but somehow everyone else in the household's asleep so her sister's asleep and she's just i can't sleep so she just gets up and puts on her coat and just goes out into not even the dawn yet it's still dark and as dawn, still dark i'm gonna go out when there are no lights in the town yet because that's not that's, a thing that exists no, it's just dark and as the sun is rising whom does she see but a very not fully dressed mr darcy yeah he's like very um only, disheveled only in his like messy open shirt like, his, like his open undershirt it's like underclothes yeah his pants and his great coat and there's a great i'm gonna reference my little book there is an excellent thing i love it here. yeah there's an excellent thing in here about the costumes and how you can see darcy's relax relaxation relaxing of a care as a character mm-hmm. because we see him in this starch aggressive High collar, very stuffy, very, very layered. Yeah. yeah, it's at first, and as you get to know him better, he still has that. Like when he's introducing Lizzie to his sister, mm-hmm. but it's still there. But it looks a little bit softer. It's still very fine quality, mm-hmm. but it's not as starched within an inch of its life. And then the last time you see him, he is like completely open. There's no stuffiness. There's no starch. There's mm-hmm. no high neck. It's all very open, mm-hmm. and that's like. Him as a character. Mm-hmm. I am open. I am here to tell you that I still love you so much. But if you don't return my feelings, I'll never bring it up again and I'll leave you alone. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You've bewitched that, me body and I soul. Mean, you, yeah. Uh, you think about that, though. If we, like decontextualize this a little bit and put it into our modern context you told someone you were like we take the marriage we don't have to elevate it all the way to marriage for these interactions it could just be wanting to be together and i want to date you or be with you against my better judgment and that obviously goes poorly and then you see each other around and it feels okay and like you hear maybe they're into you but it would still take a lot of courage to 
ask again. And he's been doing all of these. That would be. It'd be impossible. And he's been doing all of these things for her and for her family, not expecting her to agree to a marriage. He didn't even let her know. No, did not want her. And so he's been doing these just because he wants to and just because he loves her and wants her to Just because he still cares that much. Yeah. I need to plug in my Mac. Mm -hmm. I need to plug in the computer. (laughs) It was fully charged. No, I get it. It happens to me all the time. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, it's just like a desire to care for her, even if she's not aware that's what he's doing. He just, yeah, it's almost like I want your life to be as easy as it can be. Like, whatever's within my power to do. It's, It's yeah, it is interesting. It's very sweet. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think it just speaks to the, whether it's romantic love or friendship love, like, care for another person, like, what it can do in our brains to override our better judgment to care for another person. I think it's really bizarre and beautiful. I think it's, I think it's one of the cooler things about us that we're that relational that we like can buck our own survival instincts to even our own social survival instincts to like care for another person or express care for another person. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. It's definitely what makes us different than the rest of the mammals. But, but yeah, no, his, his choice to express it again but this time, knowing, I think not only did he not list caveats, I don't think he had them anymore. I don't think he was able to see them as legitimate anymore. Right. What does he say? It's something to the effect of, my aunt came here, and this might not even be in the new one. It could be <clears throat> just in the book. Where he's, oh yeah, if, if you had no, I'm coming again to ask you. And I'm not concerned that these things that I've done will sway you. Because if you could say bad things to my aunt then you could certainly say the same things to my face. You're not going to feel, yes, you, if you could disparage me to my face, then you would disparage me to my aunt. And you did not do that. You didn't say that I was all of these terrible right. things. And it gave me hope. You didn't burn it to the ground. Yeah, it gave me hope you because you didn't life. slam the door and say, he's a terrible person. Why would I ever be into him? Yeah. And yeah. So he, oh, yeah. Maybe she does love me now. I that gives me hope to act again. And if she says no, then I'll never do it again. And I'll just live with this. Yeah. I'll just live this way forever. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah, so that's it's a great scene. It's and then like they do that precious their foreheads are touching. And the sun oh, is arriving. Forehead touch. And she's holding his hand. It's very cute. It's just. It's very cute. It's such a good scene. Like, the love is so prevalent. And it's just such. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a simple scene. But it's. It, but it is. It's such a simple scene where it's just it, so It's not. Powerful. It's un. It's powerful in its restraint. Because it's so deep. It's beyond physicality. It's beyond. Like, they have 
learned and been and like they've learned and grown as individuals through their dealings with each other and so there's that gift that I think they both see as added to their lives I am not just better with you I'm a better me because of having interacted and interfaced with you and whether or not you're with me that gift that you've given me of the better me now is a part of that too and that scene is so simple I think the scene that like gets me maybe the most is the scene where she's explaining to her dad it's such a good scene it's such a sweet scene Mm -hmm. those two because he's wait a second i thought you didn't like this guy and he like i need to understand why you're here and you don't seem like you're trying to get me to say don't do it like you did with mr collins but i thought you hated him what's going on he gets and then he realizes sorry yeah yeah. no you're good it's all good there's a little bit of a lag i think and so it makes it a little weird sometimes but yeah no he's just he basically he's i I have no objection to this person other than i thought you didn't like him and i just want to make sure you're fine but uh, but then he learns about all the great things he did for the family and it's just that's when he says i couldn't have parted with you for anyone less worthy it's oh this guy's not just like a decent guy and you like him it's like he is like otherworldly morally good and he feels okay i'm gonna be giving her to a superhero so i guess it's okay he was taking care of her but, even when yeah, she wasn't such a, his such a- yes yes which for that era would be like that's the whole right. thing that's the whole thing is just being taken care of yep. basically but oh such a good sweet movie so layered and strange so but layers. good are there any so we talked about why like where you see yourself are there any i don't know if someone says and the moral of this story is like what are there any like epiphanies or takeaways you feel like whether it's for yourself or about life or about being human that you think of when you think of this movie in its entirety right it's gonna sound so corny The title very much so is Pride and Prejudice. They were both of those things, Lizzie and Darcy, and then they learned through happenstance and conversation and interacting with each other that the their initial first impression, which first impressions was going to be the title of this book. Jane Austen changed it. It was going to be first impressions. And so you learn that, yeah, frequently your first impression of someone is wrong because Lizzie's first impression of Wickham was that he was this amazing guy who was treated poorly by this very arrogant, proud man because that was her first impression of him. And so first, like your first look and your first impression of somebody is not necessarily correct and you should be able to check your pride at the door and reevaluate things and look at things with when you get new information and be like oh it turns out i was wrong yeah i I think that's i think that ability to learn to learn and to admit that to not dig their heels in on their previous opinions when they were met with new information Mm -hmm. i think that's such a huge part of being a good person just like when we know more when we know better we do better we do the best we can with what we have if we make it an effort to 
have more to do better because we can learn and have more to work with. I think that's I think that's the whole thing is we're all kind of carrying our things and our ideas about ourselves and other people and like those of us that can like you said put down the pride and because it is it is tricky and unsettling to admit that you're wrong especially if you've been very public about your opinion about Mm -hmm. something like it can be rough like I think there's such value in it and like such sincerity to say actually I'm in pursuit of the truth and what's right more than like how I feel and how I look because of what I said before. Mm-hmm. I think that just brings so much, I don't know, goodness into the world. Yeah. Like this, like someone, someone out there being sincere is just, it like creates a different ripple effect. Mm-hmm. I think it um, encourages and allows other people yeah. to do the same thing. That's okay that they, that I'm wrong because they were wrong and everyone's still okay with mm-hmm. them. You don't have to, which is why I hate cancel culture. It's so dumb. It's bad. Yes, people should be held accountable, but people should be allowed to say they're sorry. Absolutely. And, and I think when they mean I it. I think people yeah. in regards to cancel culture, I think people don't understand what it is. People think that it's cancel culture, but no, they are in fact just the consequences. Yeah. No, like, sometimes you just do a jerky thing. thing and you have a consequence. Right. Yeah. And that and that happens. Yeah. Sometimes people don't like you if you're a jerk. What a concept. (laughs) Isn't it though? Isn't it though? It's not cancel culture. It's just like you're being rude and harsh and mean and we don't love that. So goodbye. It's the reverse of pride and prejudice. Crazy. (laughs) It really is. It really is. You were a jerk and then we told you about it and you said, oh, I'm so sorry. And now we like you. <laughs> yeah, except they don't. Right. Except they right. except most of the time they don't. They're just like, You're just out to get me. Mm-hmm. No. You were out to get us and that was the problem. That was, that was it. The issue. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. This was fun. This was very fun. Thanks so much for joining yeah. me. I think we should probably do another one of these, maybe with something a little more silly. Okay. This was very fun, but I feel like you and I have such fun, silly conversations. I want to have an, a silly conversation with okay. you because I just remember most of our, like, when I think of us, not like us, like big group context, but I think of us, like specifically us, I think of us just being loud and oh, ridiculous yeah. um, and like singing or laughing and saying weird things to each other. Like, just that made no right. sense, but made sense to us. Don't be like, this crevice in my arm. Yeah. Don't be a gooey chocolate chip Don't cookie. Don't be exactly half of an 11-pound black forest ham. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. That's the best one. That's the best one. Thanks again for joining me today. I hope you'll find some time to think about where you see yourself in this classic and maybe what you can learn from your emotional doppelgangers plotline. I hope you'll also maybe think about the ways that you can be too quick to judge or too firm in your own mindset and maybe how you can uh, learn ways to check yourself or be a little more flexible and open to those around you. Um, But as always, I hope you're well and hope you have a great rest of your day or week. And um, thanks for joining me and hope to see you next time.